Hello and thank you for participating in this podcast. That's really an extension of my LinkedIn post around how to work and how to gain the advantage in really, really difficult environments. I'm going to share some insights, which is a really personal story from me. I'm Per Overgaard. Thank you very much for your participation. Let's stay connected. Very late in my life, end of my 40s, I was forced by my wife to go to the doctor to be examined for increased cholesterol and blood pressure. There were several indicators for something could be wrong and at the top of the list, both my parents suffered from it. I'm a man, so it took a lot of courage to go to the doctor. The result was that it was screamingly high. Today, I'm taking medicine for both and I'm back to normal. However, I knew that something was wrong a long time ago and since both my parents had it, I was sure to inherit the same. That's a fact. And research was telling us that 30 years ago. So why did I imagine that it would disappear and fix itself by magic? Well, I'm a man and therefore I'm afraid of doctors and bad news. I did not reserve the time to get it fixed and I always knew better and really ignored it. You really need to take responsibility and you need to stop blaming external factors. The six second solution does not really exist. Sorry for the bad news, but there is no easy way to grow to success, become rich and famous. Getting there really takes an effort and hard work. I could have taken the issues with my health serious and approached my doctor 15 15 years ago. The bad news was that I would most likely have been able to eat pills every day for the rest of my life. The good news would have been that I would be able to live 10-15 years longer. I really passed that opportunity and I regret it. As a company owner, the CEO of your own career, it's never too late to admit that you've been lazy. You have avoided the plan you have in your head to start what you know is the right thing to do. In good times, we allow ourselves to become a bit more loosey-goosey, imprecise, disorganized and relaxed. In hard times, you get a wake-up call. Ding dong, you have to do something. My IT career started with a Nokia 8100, a Peugeot 206, an office desk and a phone book. This was cold calling every day, 10 hours a day, five days a week. And I was really unsuccessful the first six to eight months. I didn't come across until the day the two most experienced and successful sellers in the company took me into a room to teach me how to do it. We had a full day in a meeting room and we called 50, 60 customers to book meetings. The two guys had their own approach of coming to customers with a proposal they could not resist. A bag full of Danish. This was the early 1990s. I've learned to imagine that the CIO or the CEO I had to call was sitting on the toilet with their pants down. You know, this is the place where we are all equal to surpass the fear of a rejection.
we cannot afford not to hunt for new customers every day. We need to pick up the phone to try to get the customer meeting. By picking up the phone, I don't literally meaning taking your phone and do cold calling every day, but you need to find the tools that matters to you, your business, your market. Today, I'm covering a huge territory, Europe, Middle East and Africa, and there's significant difference from one to the other. Let me try and give you some examples that are successful for me right now. Don't stop hunting. Hunt every day on your phone. Call customers every day and reserve the time to do it. Force your sales teams to engage the same way. Track behavior and really motivate them to reserve the time and space to call two or three clients every day. Use social media to amplify the why my company. Give, give, don't stop giving. And then eventually you can charge your customers for your service. Account-based marketing, I love it. But you need to look it up yourself. Google Solutions right now, it's an amazing tool. It's very, very effective to capture white space accounts. Use your marketing people, your marketing department as an asset. It needs to be tightly linked into what you do on sales. I strongly believe that going forward, the barriers between sales and marketing will be broken down and it will be one unit. But there are a lot of good stuff hidden right now and all the platforms are really, really important to cover. Amplify the strength of your suppliers and your alliance partners. What they do, you should do the same. Focus on all the alliance partners and the partners in your catalog. And if the catalog is too big, reduce the list of partners and focus. Do not make the mistake to forget one of your child's. You need to nurture all these guys on a regular basis. And finally, Respect the length of sales cycles. Plan for both, both long-term and short-term. Cold calling is an art. It's something you can learn, but it takes a huge amount of panzer, really thick metal in front of your personal integrity because a lot of clients that you will be calling will be cold, rude, and negative. So. It takes a lot of mental buildup to start cold calling new customers. And it's not something that you can build in a day. You need to practice and get acquainted with the unfamiliar feeling of being turned down with a slammed door. We are all equal. And if you call a customer with a good reason, if you come prepared and you can prove within the first five seconds that you do not want to waste their time, you actually have a shot at it. In equal, I mean, it really doesn't matter who you are calling. You could call the prime minister without being nervous if you feel strong enough. Part of that is to prepare your storyline. Five seconds of introduction. Try to record that and rehearse. Cold calling is about bringing value. You must be clear on what value you can bring to the customer. Look at one of my favorite movies, The Boiler Room, called The Telemarketing Call on YouTube. 
a newspaper man calls Mr. Davis and does what he says is a half-assed attempt to sell him, and he gets a second chance, but in the end, he's being turned down. You need to meet up with a huge list of potential customers because if you're going to work this every day, you have to have enough material to get the turndowns of no, thank you very much, but I'm not interested. Come prepared, have the list as being a fixed part of your weekly scheme. Reserve the 30 minutes every day to start your education. It takes time and the perception of that this takes a special kind of people is really nonsense. Go do it. The most important behavior of any experienced leader is to listen. Seriously, you must listen to stories where you already know the content. Weekly relevant? People will tell you stories you already know, so why bother? If you don't know what is wrong in your company, your product or your route to market, then talk to your employees and your customers. If you aren't the manager, call your customers and your partners and have that conversation. It can be very informal and unplanned conversation from the beginning, but you need to go direct into a structured agenda where you discover and ask questions about what is going on. How do we improve? How do we plan? How do we grow? And most importantly, how do we execute? It's like a new year resolution. Leaders think that you must lose weight, but that's not the insight. The insight is to take care, charge, responsibility, and as a leader, making it happen through your employees. The major thing I have learned is that you need to think yourself to act. No, you need to act your way into a new way of thinking. Less talk, more actions. Gain control. Shut down the unprofitable parts of your company. Always over-communicate. Change the farmer structure to a hunter structure. Work long and short sales cycles at the same time. And of course, share and inspire. But most important, act. Take action and enterprise. You need to find the truth through conversation and then at the same time you benefit by showing interest in your most important assets, your employee. This is not easy. You must force yourself to take the dialogue on a weekly basis and participate. Don't cancel these weekly commitments. You must fly thousands of hours to become a pilot. Do the same thing with your own career. You are the Minister of Culture. Congratulations. So why doesn't people read what I have communicated? Preparing how to change behavior should be approached as if you were getting ready for a major surgery. The biggest mistake in communication is that the assumption is that we have communicated the most important email of the month and we are convinced that everybody has read and understood the content. The second mistake is bad, 
or no planning long and short term. Third is the velocity, direction and speed. We're responsible to help the organization to set direction. This is not easy, but without direction, we're like blind chickens going in circles. Here I'm only going to comment communication. Communication is like cleaning stairs. You start from the top and then you go down. In crisis, being visible is like most the most important thing you can do for the organization. You need to show that you are open and available for dialogue. Now you think, well, this doesn't really apply to me because I'm not a leader. That's not true. We should all extend our person to look and be received or be the catalyst for people around you. All stakeholders around us hate surprises from the board member down to the clients in your portfolio. In a leadership practice, I've often seen top executive has mistakenly assumed that everyone around them knows exactly what they're talking about, name dropping people they are engaging with or simply just referring to an email sent two weeks ago to the organization. This does not apply just for big corporates where I've been working for several years. This also applies for smaller companies. Just because you talked about it at lunch when everybody was present does not mean that everybody listened. So what is the solution? Plan and repeat the communication in several forms. Some are good at voice, some at text and some at video. The corporate message must be copied and written up in the face of the employee so they know exactly what you're talking about. The change of behavior is so difficult in itself that it demands an entire book of experience. It starts by being aware of the problem. Now, in this stage, no one has made any commitment to act. We prepare the information to plan an action. And by the way, the planning is something that many skips. We try to modify behavior, experience and environments to overcome problem. Repeat the message, consolidate the gains, repeat and then repeat again. For addictive behaviors, this takes from six months to forever. The job never ends. Communication is worthless if you forget to act on the principles. So remember to build a plan that has a realistic target that you can execute on and don't make a mistake to die of indigestion. Let's start together to dig into the last of the five principles. Education. People are different. We take information in in a different way and you need to find the best way that fits your temperament. I often hear my wife telling me, well, I should have brought a book as a side note on a vacation. I'm sure this will never happen. If she brought a book, she would have no intention of actually reading it. That does not make her less intelligent. She's a very smart person, but she consumes data in a different way compared to Bill Gates, who read many books every week. 
If you do not educate yourself, start to explore options to gain knowledge, any knowledge that you will develop as a person and eventually give you the push ahead to stay relevant. In my own example, I seek many different topics that has nothing to do with what I do. I don't have any fine feelings. I chase whatever I have in my journals as worth investigating from engines, agriculture, culture to people behavior, and of course success. Always look up what you come across, an interesting work or a technique. Be curious and look it up in your favorite media. If you're a heavy text person, then read a book, light text, go Google and read it to the end. Visit blogs and use your mobile to read every day. Speech, of course, go and listen to podcasts on Spotify. And video, well, it's kind of obvious, YouTube and Vimeo. Set aside 15 minutes, ideally the same time every day to explore new things. Reflect in your notes. Help your brain to retell what you have learned by repeating it or even better, use your partner or your best friend to have a conversation on the topic. The information is out there and most of it is free. It's crazy how much you can learn and grow your mind once you get into the habit. What resource will you add in your daily routine? The core business is the most exciting there is. We need to reinvent this every year but more about that in another post or blog. Let me know what you think, where you see value in getting points of interest. Thank you for listening. I'm Per. Let's connect.